Hey, 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 welcome to Salvage Souls. I am Reverend Ellington, and it is time for us to get into it. Amen. Amen. I, I, uh, I, I really believe in, in not tooting your own horn. It, it, it'll happen when it's, when, when it's time to. Um, let me ask you about another aspect uh, that you mentioned about uh, G2, uh, your computer literacy program. How does that work? Okay. And knowing, uh, well, before I let you answer that, <laughs> you know, caveat, you know, understanding that we are living in the age of technology, this is a very crucial um, uh, uh, skill and ever growing uh, necessity, just not only for employment, but just for uh, daily survival of living. You know, um, we we're facing lots of, of uh, businesses that, you know, um, don't even accept cash and you, you got to, you know, be able to pay, uh, you know, electronically and things like that. So um, how do you guys, uh, how does your computer literacy program um, serve the community? All right. So pre-COVID, uh, well, let me go back a little bit further. At the college, uh, one of the other things that I was hired to do uh, was teach computer literacy courses. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so uh, there was a digital literacy uh, board and what my advocation was is you go to college and you take a placement exam for English and math, but you don't take one for computer literacy. Well, at the college campus, you know, a lot of stuff is now requiring computers, right? You submit your assignments on computers, you email the instructor, uh, you use Canvas, or you're taking quizzes and tests and things like that. Uh, on the computer. And so now, not only do you need to learn about math, English, science, whatever it is, you also need to have that computer literacy. And so there, that's a huge barrier and gap uh, that, that exists with folks that are low income, a lot of folks in our BIPOC community. And you see it kind of translate itself, right? You and I were joking the other day about Bill Gates, right? And it's exposure. You know, when I grew up, when I was a when I was a little kid, you know, my, my wealthier friends had video game consoles and, you know, Commodore 64s and things like that. And that wasn't even a thought to have any of those things. Right. So you mm. don't have that access. You don't grow up with it. You know, Layla, you know, she grew up with a tablet at two. Now she can keyboard. She can type, you know, she's yeah. Nine. Yeah. You know, yeah. For a couple of years, you know, uh, so it's just a it's a huge gap that is so important. And so one of the things um so I was on that board and we had uh, implemented a program that people could do to take an assessment just to kind of see where their skills were and then uh, suggest some uh, computer courses that might help them with their academic experience. Right. Why have someone feel so disenfranchised trying to learn this math or science or English that they haven't done since they were in high school? They're 30 something now and their experience was negative. And now they need to be able to, you know, navigate a computer at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? I'm good. Uh, and then I taught at WorkSource. And so uh, I would teach Microsoft Word, Excel, basic computer skills, things like that there. And you would see grown adults coming in to retrain for a new job. And they've worked for 20 years and didn't have to use a computer. 
or if they were on a computer, it has specified software like in the medical field. And that's all they had to do was just data entry on those screens and they were cool. But now it was I need to learn this and, and all this other uh, navigation of using the computer and surfing the web. Uh, that was really stressful. I mean, yeah, grown adults rev in tears in my classes, right? Because wow. it's no high stakes. Uh, you you need uh, utility assistance. Uh, you need to apply for it online, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I navigate. I need to look for a job. I need to apply for it online. You need to submit your resume and cover letter online, which you need to create using Microsoft Word or, or Google Sheets or, you know, whatever the case may be, right? So all these things now are more and more uh, a requirement. And then you look at today, we've seen nationwide our older population and folks with low computer access or skills literacy um, trying to get the vaccine and having just in, in hell, right? Trying yeah. to figure it out yeah. uh, or trying to apply for their unemployment and, and get through and they're on hold and they're trying to navigate and fill out the requisite information and if you ever needed to call customer service and you're trying to hunt for their actual number which they have buried behind 90 different you know uh web pages trying to find Mm -hmm. it talk to a human right that is tremendously stressful Uh, it is it is and so when i started g2 i wanted to continue that effort on because that was the other huge divide. I was saying that is that is kind of the divide of our time. I've been saying that for probably the last six years, right? Computer literacy is is a huge divide. The haves and have nots. If you don't have access to a computer, you don't have a computer at home, like, oh, well, I got a smartphone. Well, yeah, you try typing a, a five-page assignment on a smartphone, right? Yeah. Right. Looking at those things on a little small screen and then the PC looks different than if it's on a mobile device and you can't see where you were supposed to click next. And so you're lost and it's frustrating. And so computer literacy was tremendously important. And so we would um, um, a little bit after I, I started at um, started G2. Then Mayor Patty Lint had appointed me as a commissioner for the Bremerton Housing Authority. And so I served in that role for about a year. And then G2 started. I started teaching computer courses up at the, um, uh, I, I always call it West Park because I can never remember the new name of it. I don't know the new name either. I still call it West Park. <laughs> and, and I'm sorry. It was like I'm a commissioner for the Bremerton Housing Authority and cannot remember the new name. But I would teach computer courses at the old West Park. And so I ended up uh, not doing that because of the conflict of interest. So I stepped down from the board. And then, you know, it's like, well, you know, G2 is getting compensated for that. So I was like, well, you know, that would that would be it could appear to be a conflict of interest or favoritism. So, you know, it, you know, some politics don't make any sense to me, but, you know, that's that's neither here nor there. So, yeah, you know, we had the same program. We adopted the same program for certification uh, of knowledge uh, from Microsoft Word and Excel. COVID hits and, you know, we've been blessed and we've been able to continue our computer literacy, but scale it up. And so now we've been able to provide laptops uh to several people and organizations. including me <laughs> <laughs> thank you again Community, right because it is so huge and i, I could ask yeah. you you know what 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 does this laptop how has that improved you know your life and your ability to do your work 
or New Horizons Baptist Church and two by two um, uh, studies, right? Like, how does that allow you to do your mission more than it than it did previously not having it? And so, again, it's just like the, with the transportation. You don't know the impact of it until you don't have it or if you've never had it. Right. Yeah. Must have had it. and We don't even think about it. I have four laptops in my house and a desktop. It's just not a thought. I go and pump gas. I don't look and see how much does it cost per gallon. I need a full tank of gas. It doesn't matter how much it costs. I just go and get gas. Right. I mean, that's a that's a privilege. Um, and, and I think people just kind of look at it that way, especially when you already have that computer literacy. Oh, just jump online and do this, that, and the other, and that's it. You know, yeah, yeah, not like that for a lot of people. Uh, so that that's our our whole thing around computer literacy. Well, um, I'll tell you, uh, I still uh, shop around for gas prices. <laughs> I'm looking like for the best deal, and I'm not putting top grade in there. No, but um, I'll not tell you, top grade in there, but you know. We- <laughs> We spent about almost two grand a month on fuel. So, you know, with transportation. So you would think I would look more at it. But and and when you do save pennies, you could. But to drive across town to fuel a van that's already pushing around. Yeah. 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 But again, it's a blessing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Fill it up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, in your, in your uh, circumstance, you, you guys have to have gas. So it's a necessity of uh, operations. But uh, as to what you were saying as, uh, for me, and again, thank you very much for uh, the laptop. So um, I was fortunate in the sense that um, before I got you know the laptop from you guys, I was fortunate in the sense that uh, the church allowed me to use um, the laptop outside of, you know, me doing what needed to be done for the church. You know, um, after I was done doing those things, I could, you know, then, you know, utilize it, you know, uh, personally to take care of certain business, which uh, if I did not have that opportunity, um, I would have been kind of, you know, um, you know, in a lot of, you know, <laughs> you know, um, so the last time my family was able to purchase a computer was a used computer I bought in 2014. Uh, and I think when I bought, well, when I bought it, it was a couple of years old. It's uh, it was an all in one um, uh, Hewitt Packard one of those all-in-one uh, desktops. And uh, we still have that. <laughs> it runs incredibly slow. I think we do better uh, with dial-up <laughs> than anything. And um, so this has really been a blessing. One of the blessings that it is, is that now I can work from home because like I was saying with what we have, uh, what is available to me at home is, you know, um, this, dial up this sitting i mean uh not dial up <laughs> this desktop that's sitting next to me that's you know ancient and you know this is just you know not good for anything and so um you know right now um i'm not gonna you know hipaa and everything i'm i'm working at home because um I'm needed to be here at home right now and this is allowing me to so uh god is very good that this all kind of happened 
you know, in perfect timing. And that's why I say God's always on time. <laughs> Thank you, Lord, again, because um, he, he knows. And so, um, yeah, without without it, I don't know. Um, and again, to some of the things that you were saying, you know, um, yeah, the, the world is increasingly online. And um, like you were talking about with the uh, job applications and resumes and things, you know, um, when my wife was looking for work um, just about a year, a little over a year ago or so or whatever, you know, she comes and she's asking me stuff. And I'm I'm to a point now where it's like, uh, I don't know, you know, where previously it'd be like, oh, OK, well, yeah, this, that and the next. Where now it's like, uh, I don't know, because a lot of jobs, they don't even have applications anymore. It's oh, just send us your resume. And I was like, huh? You know, which is another big thing where like I've I've, I've been out of the workforce for AJ's. 15, 14, 15. I've been out of the workforce for, oh, actually, Katani, almost 20 years. I've been out of the workforce. I you know, know, I think you were going to say 20. <laughs> probably getting close to there. Uh, so, yeah, quite, quite a long time. Um, so, like, um, my last job, it was like, yeah, filling out an application, you know, and now it's like, you know, you, you go into a place and get an application, you fill it out, hand it back or whatever. Now that's not the case. You know, you're 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 driving up to, you know, Burger King and you're seeing seeing this. Oh, text, you know, this number for, you know, uh, a job. And it's like, what do you mean text for a job? Like, just pass me an application. <laughs> you know, what what's the big deal? You know, but they don't make those type of accommodations anymore, you know, for people who don't have that type of access, you know, and even, you know, uh, as you was talking about with, you know, uh, you know, um, writing, doing stuff on your phone, you know, even having a smartphone is becoming a necessity. And we know, um, and I use this with quotes and air quotes for you people who can't uh, see this, you know, the Obama phone, um, a lot of those um, are very limited. They're now starting to pass out, you know, uh, these air quotes again, smartphones, but they're very ancient and small and they they're very limited in what they can do, you know, where people aren't able to, you know, really navigate on them. You know, uh, it was just the flip phones at first, you know, and I think they're still kind of handing some of those out too. you know, where, yeah, you, you're getting so many people are getting left behind and, uh, you know, by technology, where I feel like this this country needs to focus very heavily on that. And I was going to ask you, what are your uh, thoughts of the Internet being, you know, being considered no longer a privilege, but a necessity as, you know, being considered as a utility uh, of sorts um, and being provided uh, to um, people? I know. Uh, because of COVID, you know, um, a lot of uh, um, uh, Internet companies were providing like, you know, the low income Internet. But it's such low bandwidth that, uh, you know, students were still having to go over, you know, neighbors, friends, houses or go to the schools, you know, where they're not providing enough Internet. 
And um, I personally, and I'm going to ask your opinion on this. I personally think that it's time for them to take the chains off of it, so to speak, stop throttling the internet because <laughs> we all know that they're, you know, they slow things down purposefully, you know, to uh, make more money. But because, you know, the way technology is just, you know, um, infused itself into our uh, culture. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? So um, uh, I'll start by saying people that are working on improving themselves, uh, you know, to the betterment of themselves and their families, they cannot work on that 100, you know, uh, percent of the day. Right. It just is not realistic. That person is going to burn out and they're not going to be successful. And so that being said, right, we kind of look at it as, well, you know what, if, you, if you're poor and you can't afford that, then you just shouldn't have it. Right. You've got other things that you need to be focused on. But again, going back to my previous statement, that's not realistic. Right. No, you got, no. You know, yourself, you got children in the house oftentimes. And, you know, no longer really is the days of, you know, antenna TV, you know, mm -hmm. your regular channels and cutting the cord because, you know, cable and, and direct TV have gotten so expensive or wave cable or whatever. And so you've got a Netflix account or you have a Disney Plus for the kids or even for adults. I have Disney Plus um, or, or whatever it may be. Right. So that is taking up bandwidth. You've got to be able to do your homework. And many of us now understand it uh, now that your kid has a, a Chromebook in the house, which, you know, those things are, aren't great. Right. They're they're locked out. So you can only go certain places. They're only meant for schoolwork. Um, you know, you can't run apps on them and do all the things that you uh, or the kids would like to be able to do. Uh, maybe the kids have video games in the house and they're online. So all of these things are sucking Wi-Fi, right? Mm -hmm. Internet access. And so you have to have it. Uh, I, I'm definitely a, a tech, a tech nut. <laughs> so when my internet goes out, I can't turn my lights on and off because my, my light bulbs and smart bulbs and all that good stuff. But, you know, it's, it really is, is to that point. And so to tell folks that you're not going to have access or access isn't affordable uh, for you to engage in society. That's where it's coming to now, right? You need to have a, a, I would say you really do need to have a smartphone, right? It's everything. It's your GPS, it's your, your email, your communication, it's your texting. Uh, it's, you know, um, your time management. It's, it's everything right there. You know, you can ask a question, ask a person a question, what's worse, losing your wallet or your phone, your purse or your, or your phone. And a lot of folks would say, hey, I, I could lose my wallet, but I cannot lose that phone. Right. Yeah. Your whole my, life. Your life's in there. <laughs> life is in there. Yeah. Yeah. That is the case. And we can step back from it and not look at it as a you shouldn't have. Right. You know, people wanted to cut folks off of uh, food stamps because they were buying steak and lobster with it. Um, yes. Obviously, you need to try to make your your money stretch. But man, can you give yourself a treat every now and then? It's yeah. and lobster is kind of a dog whistle, but it could be whatever that is. Right. I want to have, you know, uh, our organic farm free or free range, you know, this, that and the other and everything costs, you know, four times the amount. Well, I mean, 
you're not in a position to, you know, make those healthy choices, right? Uh, because you're low income and you should just be happy with the food that you get. I think technology is a lot like that, um, that, that people kind of look at it as, well, you don't have to have that. You can go to use the little free Wi-Fi or the 999. So um, it's a long way to say, yes, I think that the, the Internet should be free and yes. accessible to all. Uh, what would it take to do that? I, I'm not sure. Uh, but I think that's part of the infrastructure issues. I think that's part of what uh, the, you know, the contract with America is about, right? Uh, we are the rich, richest country on the planet. Uh, I believe that no one should be hungry who doesn't want to not make the choice to eat. And I mean, healthy options that go along with that. No one should be homeless unless they want to be homeless. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people should have health care uh, universally and people should be able to uh, you know, have access into society. And that is through internet access. Right. Now I will say, you know, I, I wish that, you know, uh, you had to serve the country for two to four years. I wish that was standard for everyone, but that that's something different, right? This country, you kind of, you kind of give back to it, but, um, and, and education, I'm sorry. I think education should be free also. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think we can do all of those things and society would be far better off if those things were that way. And again, if you want folks to pay for it then have them pay for it in that way, let them serve the country two to four years. And, and that's part of your, your contract with America, if you will. Right. Uh, so everyone has buy-in into the system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, th- I think internet should be free. For everyone. I, I, you know, <laughs> I love when we talk because, uh, I often find out how similar we think, (laughs) you know, on a lot of things. I agree with you. Uh, However, I would say a minimum of six years, you know, and no exceptions. I don't care how rich your parents are. You don't get out of it. You know, I think, um, however, though, uh, you have to make certain caveats for, uh, you know, uh, physical abilities, you know, and which I think of uh, often because, you know, I'm, I'm uh, physically limited in certain things that I can and can't do. However, I can still I could still uh, contribute six years intellectually. So, you know, it's like, all right, maybe, you know, you're not on the front lines as a soldier, but, you know, you can uh, do administrative work or whatever. Yeah, you need logistics. You need storage. Yeah. You need culinary arts. Exactly. You need, you need there's so many different just speaking about the Navy. You know, there's yeah. so many Navy ratings that, that don't have that physical exertion yeah. that's tied with it, but that is still service, right? You don't yeah. tell a veteran who worked in the mailroom that they're any less of a veteran than the Marine that was out on the front lines with an AK-47, do you? No, not at all. You don't make that <laughs> distinction. So, no. you know, yeah. Hey, yeah. 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 So it, it takes a lot of different, you know, uh, gears for the country to run and there's a place for everybody, you know. Um, so, yeah, I uh, also I believe. Yeah. Just like you said, I think housing, food, health care, education, uh, those are uh, rights and not privileges and should be guaranteed to everybody. I know uh, right before uh, King was assassinated, he was going to start making the push for a UBI, um, which uh, 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 universal basic income. Yeah. You know, which I think is uh, another thing that's 
you know, needed. But uh, I'm kind of veering and I do apologize. Let's go ahead and get back and let's discuss um, your food program and how that works, how G2's food program works. All right. Well, I'm going to drop a bomb on you right now. Okay. In in hopes that this will be future conversation, right? Okay. I'm going to put it here without explanation. Okay. It gets people riled up. Okay. (laughs) So you talked about universal basic income, right? Uh Uh-huh. Talk about single parent households. We talk about kids, you know, needing, you know, both of their parents and having support and this and that. So the one thing that people haven't thought about doing is actually paying parents to be parents. And I'm going to there and uh, say that we'll table that for next time. But we should actually pay, you know, parents to be parents. Especially if you want to put it scapegoat, single, you know, fathers that aren't in the home for all yes. the different yeah. factors we can talk about. You know what? Pay them to, to be fathers to their kids. Yeah. Wow. Uh, and I can see the smoke. <laughs> I can't get on that. One. I can't get with you on that one, brother. <laughs> no, no, no. I actually can. I actually can. Um, wow. I actually like that, actually. And, well, you know, I don't know, because then you have people that aren't parents and what about them? So I don't know. I, I, I think I'd lean more, you know, I can see where you're coming from on it, but I think I lean a little bit more towards the UBI than paying parents to be parents. Uh, now, if you want to add that on top of a UBI, then yeah, I could get behind it, but just, you know, solo with no UBI. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. Well, see, well I'll, and I'll put it this way, right? So, you know, you have two kids. One kid needs braces. The other one doesn't. You yeah. started with saying, well, what about people that don't have kids? Well, do you put braces on the kid that doesn't need braces? No. Yeah. I understand. Yeah, I understand that concept. But OK, so when I when I when I say uh, when I say no more than uh, I mean, when I say, you know, uh, universal uh, basic income. Of course, you wouldn't give it to somebody that's making, you know, five hundred thousand a year. You know, I think you, you have to cap it. I think you, you, you cap it at, you know, a hundred thousand. You know, um, and then you know, uh, you tier. You know, it'll be in uh, uh, tiers. You know, the more you make up to a hundred thousand, then you cut off, right? You know. Uh, Cause I think at a hundred thousand, well, maybe 150, you know, cause inflation, you know, our, our country still hasn't really adjusted for inflation. So yeah, maybe about a hundred, 150, you know, you cap it there, you know? So yeah, no, you wouldn't give the kid that doesn't need braces braces, but at the same time, you know, um, the ones, the, the child that does need it, does need it. You know, and um, I don't know if you've been following uh, what the little town, ah, I forget, but I've seen it a couple of times, a little town down in uh, California. They did a UBI uh, like 18 months or something like that. And, you know, they they just showed 
uh, that people didn't, you know, stop working and get lazy or whatever. They actually became more productive, healthier, happier. And um, it was actually a good thing, you know, this UBI, you know, so there's evidence to support that this is like a good idea, you know, track economics. What what economics? Star Trek. Oh yes, yes, my favorite show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, and, yes, and what I'll say is, and and as soon as I've only mentioned this to like one other person, so as soon as I say it, it's like boom. You know, there's no way just to drop it and not and not address it a little bit. But yeah, I'm hoping we can have a fuller discussion on that. Uh, on the on the UBI. No, not on UBI. I, I I think UBI would be good too, but actually paying parents to be parents. Oh, I think okay. that would solve a lot of problems. Let me hold on. Let me write this down. Um, pain parents. Are you hearing those clicks? Those dings? Uh, the ding is probably coming through my phone. That like maybe three or four. No, no. That well, one just happened. No, that's coming actually from me. I'm I'm still getting messages from earlier. Okay. So, audience, if you guys are hearing the. That's my apology. Um, my, my, my messenger is going off um, on the computer. Uh, paying parents to be parents. And so um, parents in all caps, because it's not watch your kids. You, you actually need. to. Parent. Yeah, you have to do the parenting. Yes, yes, I, I get that. So uh, audience, if you are listening and paying attention, uh, you know what we're going to talk about on our next show. um so yeah spoiler alert uh uh so yes um so i'm sorry i was responding so all right let's talk about your uh did was there okay did you well you didn't get into detail on your food program how does your food program service kitsap and okay. and what do you what do you guys do uh specifically as far as your food program because that's kind of a broad term um you know so yeah sure absolutely so the way our food program works um and if you go way back uh, again, at, at OC with Steps of Success, again, I would see students come in and they're food insecure. Can't think uh, if you're hungry, right? Can't concentrate when you're hungry. You're not going to be effective uh, when, when you are, when you don't have food, right? And access to, to decent food. Uh, and so when I started G2, uh, I actually started out of my home and I live right across the street from the, the college, and so students can come over on their lunchtime and they can get a bento box for $5. And these were hearty meals, right? You know, salads with everything in there, nuts and craisins and, you know, just everything, right? Uh, they can get shepherd's pie, you know, uh, like uh, that, that comfort food. Uh, and it was five bucks. And so even in the school cafeteria, you couldn't get a meal for five dollars. If you go to Burger King or McDonald's, a value meal is now ten dollars. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's tremendously expensive. And so one of the things that we did uh, is we sourced these plastic uh, containers that look like the old TV dinners for those of us that are old that remember TV dinners. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
But oh, they yeah. were sectioned off trays where, you know, it could help you with your diet. So it gave you portion control. They were dishwasher and microwave safe. And so, again, everything was measured around self-sufficiency and education and self and, you know, uh, improvement. Right. So not only can you get this meal for five dollars, but also you would keep the the, um, the container. You can also purchase the containers. And mm. now we wanted to teach food prep because what a lot of times we would see is someone would go to Safeway, buy food for the night. Right. Go to 7-Eleven, get whatever, go to Walmart and get a few things and they would make that meal and that would be it. And we're telling them, look, buy your meat in bulk, break it down before Mm -hmm. you freeze it. Right. And then, you know, when you do your meal prep, maybe on a Sunday or whatever your off day is, make it a fun thing to do with your kids if they're old enough to help you and make several uh, meals and then go ahead and put them in the bento boxes, which you can either freeze or put in the fridge. And now you take and go, right? You're saving yeah. money yeah. because you're buying in bulk. You are, you know, you're using that food for a lot of different meals, right? You can use that chicken in five different meals throughout the week or whatever it is. And you're saving time, you're saving money, you're making a different choice and you're building in portion control. And so that's how our food program started. Uh, it uh, eventually uh, graduated into providing meals to food insecure once a week. Uh, and then we started a partnership with you pre-COVID at New Horizons Baptist Church, where we had we would go out to Suquamish to the hatchery and we get these huge salmons. And our cook at the time, Marlon, would get the salmons, get up at 430 in the morning, take out volunteers out to Suquamish, get these huge fish. Spend all day on um, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, a good portion of time filleting these fish, right? Mm-hmm. It, doing all that stuff. And then Saturday uh, at the church, uh, brine, and then smoke all day on Saturday. Uh, brine on Friday, smoke on Saturday, and then have a sit-down, dignified meal for our food-insecure uh, residents on Sundays. And so they could come into the church if they wanted to attend the church service. They could. We were in the old Kitsap Rescue Mission uh, dining hall. Uh, we bought real plates so people weren't eating out of. Uh, I was going to mention that. Yes. <laughs> styrofoam containers, right? They had metal silverware. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can put on jazz music and they didn't have to eat and run. They can actually sit, let their food digest, talk with each other. If it was a rainy day, they didn't have to go back out into the rain. Uh, and they can just kind of sit, socialize, and have a dignified meal. And so that's what our food program was. COVID hit, and that kind of shut everything down. And then we started serving outside. Uh, well, we started cooking in Salvation Army, uh, and that was March 1st and March 7th. You know, I won't forget yes, it. Yeah. Right after that, it, the world shut down, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so we were going to um, make meals for them. And then, you know, because we, we needed a uh, bigger kitchen that was scaling up. And mm-hmm. so um, and they wanted us to cook for them. So it made sense to cook in that kitchen, have serve that meal. And then we can also do some prep. So everything shut down. And but that doesn't mean that the needs of people who are food secure didn't went away. Exactly. So, the need didn't shut down. Right. Exactly. Right. So we started serving our meals uh, outside uh, across the street from 7-Eleven and shout out to the urban plant shop because they allowed us to use their space to do our service. And we would serve right there on the street. And we did that uh, for quite a while. 
And then uh, Bailey came down with his son and they were serving like every single day. And so it was like, okay, well, they're serving every day down here. Uh, We can go ahead and kind of merge two programs together. So we decided to say, okay, they've got that on lock. We'll start delivering our meals. And so now every Thursday night, we deliver those meals to people in the community, which is great because we deliver to the Vista um, Motel out in Port Orchard. Okay. Uh, my neighbor gets meals. We have a lot of people on our route. Uh, if people need a meal, they can call us by Tuesday and we can put them on the route for that Thursday. And so now we're able to get the food and secure folks that, again, don't have transportation. They can't get to us downtown. Right. Yes. and provide that food opportunity to them. So that's where our food program is currently. We provide anywhere between, I'd say, 50 and 80 meals every Thursday. Oh, wow. uh, and then we are in the midst of applying to um, serve with the state uh, and provide those those meals uh, for, for kids as school gets out, right? Amen. Uh, so we're working on that now. Matter of fact, an email just came in earlier for some training that we need to go through. So... Uh, if it all works out, we will be providing 100 meals uh, every single day uh, to 100 families. So I guess I think it ends up being 200 meals. I think it's two meals a day to 100 families, right? Uh, and they don't know it yet, but we're going to go beyond. Uh, and so the, the food is for the kids, right? Yeah. So here's what's so odd about that. Well, the kids are hungry. You don't think the parents are hungry? Mm, so the parent the kid gets a free meal but the parent doesn't <laughs> so we're actually going to you know on our own dime you know just extend that meal to either the uh, whoever the caregiver is because it could be mom it could be mom and dad it could be grandma you know, Papa, Nana, you know, whoever. And yeah, yeah. So we're going to try to do that. Wow. That whole household would get those meals on those days. So you guys heard that breaking news here. (laughs) That is awesome. Catering. And so, um, you know, folks can call us up and we've done this where, you know, usually it's uh, one of our partners uh, will call us and say, hey, we're going to have a meeting. And we've got 15 people. Can you make a, a meal for, for us? And we'll give them three options. And then our cook will cook it and deliver it on, on meeting day. Amen. Amen. Okay. So um, outside of the catering, um, and I'm, I'm going to backtrack a little bit because I didn't uh, access. I know there's a cost associated uh, with the, a very nominal, and let me mention that, a very small um uh calls associated with the uh with the transportation mm-hmm. is there a calls associated with the computer literacy or the uh the food program that you provide on thursdays nope both of those are free 3.99 my favorite price hey you know it's mine brother <laughs> you know it's mine yes yes deliver the meals to you and no cost Amen. Amen. That's a beautiful thing, guys. That's a beautiful thing. Uh, So um, there's one more aspect for us to cover, and that is your jobs program. Okay. So for the jobs program, that is really awesome to me, because if you watched the podcast last Tuesday for The Great Give, Mm -hmm. we had 
former G2 members and our board members talk about what G2 did for them. Yes. And we need and use everyone, right? And it allows them to develop their soft skills and their hard skills and work on whatever it is that they want to work on. So the way that that works is, hey, you got a driver's license, you want to drive? Well, now you're going to get that those transportation experience of being a driver for a company, learning how to answer the phone and dispatching. So you talk about oral communication, taking and giving instruction. Uh, we've had two of our drivers. One went on got to become a pilot for Kitsap Transit. And another one went to, um, so was eligible uh, to apply. And so we had done everything they needed to do. Uh, which okay. was awesome. Uh, and so what, what's great about that, too, is for people that didn't have a car, if they drove for us, then that meant that they would be able to kind of do and run their errands. So it actually gave them transportation. You know what I'm saying? So yes. Here's that one aspect. Then you have office work. So, hey, I'm not a driver. I don't have a license, but I need office skills. I need practice using a computer. I need to use Excel and run reports for how many rides did we give in a week? You know, how many people did we serve? Things like that. Um, and so we have those opportunities. Uh, and then we also have our concessions, which is great, right? A lot of people are working in that industry and uh, in the food industry. Uh, and so there's opportunities there. So you're learning how to operate a POS, you know, point of service, um, uh, a machine. You're learning how to work in a high-paced, high-stress event when you've got 70,000 fans at a Seahawks game, right? Mm. Managing a lot of personalities. Um, and you're managing yourself uh, as you take on more responsibility, then you're learning how to be a lead, right? Mm -hmm. Learning how to count money, uh, do the bank, uh, process inventory, do all of these things, right? Supervise folks. Uh, so you've got that aspect and then we started a construction company uh, last year, Cameron Management Services, um, that is uh, connected to G2. And so now you've got, you know, roofing and apartment uh, turnover, painting and, you know, bathroom remodel, um, framing, uh, creating, you know, building decks. So just a little bit of everything, landscaping, just whatever, whatever you can think of, we're probably doing it. So just a lot of different ways for people to gain experience in a lot of different arenas, uh, social media, you know, they can help with the podcast. Technology is so important. So we have all these spaces for folks to come in and find their space. Now, Shaylin, one of our board members talked about, Hey, I wasn't on a board before. This allowed me to learn how to become a board member and now sit on other boards, be a founder of catalyst uh, charter school and be able to use those skills directly uh, and use those in other arenas. So it's things like that, right? You want to learn, um, you know, leadership and processes and things like that. When we were doing our bento boxes in the beginning, we were sourcing those bento boxes out of China. So how do you work with, um, you know, Chinese manufacturers and, and distributors? And, you know, how do you make a purchase for $7,000 in China? And then your stuff comes here and, how do you source the packaging and, and, and do all those things? So all of those opportunities exist uh, for people to learn 
and and experience at GQ. So that that's our job readiness program. Amen. That is phenomenal. And I think uh, that would, you know, well, I think that would give people a, a leg up in, um, you know, the business world, you know, a lot of the things you just mentioned there. So what uh, are, well, not what, uh, are there any uh, opportunities uh, that's available right now for people within your jobs programs? And, um, you know, what would those be? Sure. So right now, uh, if you would like to drive for us, uh, we are paying basically $10 an hour for our drivers. Uh, and so if you'd like to do that, we need drivers pretty much seven days a week. Um, I want to say 24 hours a day, but most of the, <laughs> most of the day uh, uh, as you kind of grow with us and, you know, we kind of build trust, you know, oftentimes we'll have a driver keep the vehicle overnight. Right. So as long as you're not, you know, taking it down to Portland, you know, you need to run to the grocery store, run an errand or whatever. If you don't have a car, it's a great way to, you know, uh, benefit by giving back. Right. Uh, because it now makes you mobile and now you can run to the store or do something, you know, kind of last minute or spontaneous. Hey, let's go get a movie or let's have this tonight. You know, well, you can go and do that while you're waiting on a call. Um, so that uh, is, like I said, $10 an hour. Uh, and we um, have a ton of drivers. We have um, three. What's the, what's the qualifications for the driver position? Uh, you need to have a driver's license. Uh, it needs to be a, a relatively clean driver's license uh, as, you know, insurance there. It would yeah. be more beneficial if you've had your license for a while. Uh, like, you know, you know, you didn't just get your license for the first time. And I'm not talking about if you had a suspended license and or you've never driven before. Right. Because mm -hmm. uh, that we've hired one of the uh, people that was able to drive for Kitsap Transit actually didn't have a license and we helped him get his license back to get him to that point. I believe he's driving for UPS now uh, okay. and, and didn't have a license. Hadn't had one for, I think, a couple of years uh, for new drivers. Let's say, you know, you're, um, you know, in 1920 and you're a first time, you know, driver, uh, that would be, you know, uh, based on maturity, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. See, but there's a lot of checks and balances that are built in there uh, for that. Okay. And then for construction, uh, we pay minimum wage for construction. Uh, uh, and then some of that is depending on experience, uh, depending on what the job is, right? There may be some really highly skilled labor, you know, things that we need, precision work that we would pay uh, a little bit more for. But again, what's important to know is that this is a, uh, a job readiness program. And so mm -hmm. a lot of folks uh, don't often realize that. Again, and we haven't always been in a position where we're able to, you know, give out stipends and things like that uh, or pay folks. But a lot of times now, you know, folks are like, well, you know, I need to I need to make this money. I need to do this. And I need to do that. But you also need a space to gain the experience. Right work on those soft skills and hard skills mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that length of experience. And so I always ask myself, I would see, um, uh, Oh, some, some fast food. I think there was, it was Arby's a couple years ago. They wanted, 
employees, but they wanted ex- experienced employees. And I'm like, wait a minute, you want an experienced worker at, at a fast food restaurant? I'm like, that's yeah. often people's first job. So exactly how am I supposed to get the experience for a place that's supposed to be my first job? Like, yeah, yeah. How do yeah. I do that? So you need a space to do that. And so um, that is a space that you can do that. We have a number of folks that are, um, you know, they, they have requirements uh, with the government. So they may have to do random UAs. Uh, they may have meetings that they have to attend. And so we're very flexible around that. Even on our construction site, we have folks that, uh, hey, I've got a random UA. And it's like, okay, we're here to support that and support yeah. your success, right? And there's a lot of places where it's like, man, you can't work the job. If I can't have you here when I need you, then I can't use you. You know, hey, I've got an AA meeting at this time that I've got to take for an hour. It's required. I got to talk to my probation officer. We're able to accommodate that. Uh, because it's ultimately about your success, right? Uh, but we are a nonprofit. And so, you know, our hope is that people that will come to us are saying, hey, look, I know I'm not about to get rich working here, but, you know, the, a stipend that you can give is great, but I want to give back and I also want to learn uh, and, and build on these skills uh, while I'm working on myself. Hey, Amen. And I, I, I would dare say that, those um those skills are just as valuable uh as uh the actual pay although i i do understand that certain people may be in a position where it's like look i need the money (laughs) you know that's life that's you know it takes money to live but the skills are valuable also because you know um as the song says you know uh well not the song but you know they can't take that, you know, once you learn that, that's something you always going to have, you know, you can take it with you wherever you go. So, yeah. Um, you know, what I'll say to that too is, you know, there, there is a, uh, there are stats and there, there's evidence that of, of what people gain when they give of their time, right. When they volunteer, uh, when they participate in those ways, and while I get in the black community, that can be a little difficult to do, you know, uh, as a as a kid, you know, I had to take care of my younger siblings at a pretty young age. Uh, and so it's like, hey, I'd love to volunteer, but man, I got to take care of the family. Right. I've got, you know, familiar obligations that maybe a, a 13 year old shouldn't have, you know, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, or. You know, hey, I've got, you know, Nana's living here in the house and, you know, mom needs help because she's a single parent and I got to I got to work to help pay these bills. Um, But you cannot put a a, a price on networking, learning and giving back. Right. And our white brothers and sisters are really big on volunteerism and giving of their time and they're able to. Uh, really capitalize on those relationships as they build those things in their circle and learn about themselves and professionally and personally develop. And, you know, we don't really value that as much in our community. Um, that, that's a personal statement that I'm going to make. I've seen that through Steps to Success and on on into G2, mm-hmm. right? And so for me, to, to become a brick mason, right, I had to go to school for nine months and I, I had to pay for it. 
had to pay to learn how to become a bricklayer. That wasn't something that, you know, it wasn't an entitlement that someone owed me where it was like, hey, you know what? You're going to teach me how to brick, be a bricklayer and you're going to pay me to do it at the same time. So that yeah. meant that I had to go to bricklaying school. It was eight hours a day for nine months. And then I was a telemarketer in the evening um, selling tickets for the circus for the firefighters. And then I had a, um, a, another part-time job. So that's what it took you know, for me to do that. But there's so many things that you cannot, you can't, you can't buy, right? Learning how to manage your time, learning how to uh, uh, grow. And like I said, handle those, those pressures of the, of the, the different things that are there, learning how to work with different people, learning how to communicate, uh, learning how to talk to people up and down organizational hierarchies you know can you talk to bosses can you talk to mm. subordinates can you talk to people that are on your same level can you get them to help you to achieve whatever the mission is that you're working on right a lot of times we'll have people that want the title of being a boss or a supervisor mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. means that you could tell someone what to do and it doesn't work that way so how do you get that buy-in right uh, and part of that is being willing to do what you ask of others to do uh, is yeah. one way, right. Uh, and getting to know a person. So all of those things, right. You, you have to understand that there's a value in that. And if you have those things, you're likely to go further in life. And I would tell my college students all the time, you know, when the music stops, when, you know, there is a recession when there's a pandemic, and the jobs go away and it's like, we got to cut the fat and some of the meat too. Are you going to have a chair when the music stops? And the only way that you have that chair is if you have a one, you know, soft skills and hard skills, you have to be such an asset that it's like, man, whatever we're going to do, we're, we're going to have to cut away a lot, but we can't get rid of Rev because Rev is, is too valuable, right? He brings so much value added. This is what we're going to do. We're going to create a position for you, right? When we need to transition to an online environment using Zoom or Teams or other online technologies, well, I have never had to use a computer. So, you know, now it's here. And it's like, well, man, I mean, you're so great, Marwan, but you got to keep Rev because Rev can actually use Zoom in Teams and these other things and still do the other piece of his job. He's a pleasure to be around and he can motivate others in the team. That's what volunteerism can do for you as service, that payback, right? Uh, when yeah. you're making it about someone else and not yourself, you don't know how much you get fed from it. Um, so that that's a mystery to, to me on how to convince others to do that, especially in our community. But it's one that the white community does does better than our our, um, our folks for sure. And that, that's, again, that's my own personal statement. Uh, but they, they reap the benefits of that because networking, when they when they say the phrase, it's not what you know, it's who you know. Who you know? Mm-hmm. There's a there's a lot of truth into that, right? And it doesn't mean that you can't know nothing. You got to know something. Mm-hmm. But that networking is huge, and there's jobs and opportunities that people know about that you hear about and are never posted. Yeah, 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 and that's that's. Uh, yeah, that's that's uh, unfortunate, but true, um, especially in this this uh, county. I've been here since. Ninety eight. Yeah, ninety eight. And um, 
you know, my uncle, he's been here since 78. He was oh. on the, uh, yeah, he was on the um, Enterprise uh, for that guy. Flower. <laughs> if you see him, you would think so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's been here since 78. And um, that was one of the first, you know, you know, things that he taught me was like, yeah, you know, it's about who, you know, up here. Um, and um, I'm going to introduce you to my brother. One of these. No, yeah, I think you know my brother, brother, but yeah, yeah. He'll tell you a story um, where he went and applied for a job. And, um, you know, there was, there was like, no, well, you know, we, we don't, uh, we're not hiring or something like that. And, um, like the assistant manager, you know, told him that he's taking the, his application, you know, in back into the office and the manager, you know, grabs hold of the application, notices his name. And he's like, Hey, are you related to, and my brother's like, yeah. And, and it's like, oh, OK, well, come on in here and, you know, let's sit down and talk. And he ended up getting the job, <laughs> you know. And, huh? So that's real. Yeah, that happens, you know. But uh, you open. Yeah, you open yourself up to, you know, meeting just so many people, you know, and and, um you know, really kind of uh, selling yourself by giving of yourself, you know, if that makes sense. Yes. So I think that's something that uh, our community needs to learn a little bit uh, better. <laughs> but with that said, uh, I do think you don't serve your if you serve others, you you end up serving yourself by proxy because you end up growing from from the experience, you know, and it's like, ah, oh, you know, I, I don't have time for that. Or I got I've got to get money. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. And it's like, yeah, I, I get it. You know, but what were you doing before and where can you buy some of that time? No one says you have to do 40 hours a week, but some yeah. of that time puts you in those spaces with those people. That's what I was saying earlier about, you know, trying to find ways to keep people at the college. That's where all the resources were. But as yeah. soon as the class is over, I'm trying to get off campus. But that's where everything is. That's where all your help, that's where all your resources are. So find your way to, to be around those resources because that's how you're going to get to know people and get to know other people and find out what they do. And in your learning, right, you're, you're absorbing everything like a sponge while you're doing that service. Um, so, you know, build your circle of, of support, build your circle of influence. Uh, it, it's tremendously important. Amen. Amen. So um, I do have uh, a bit of scripture here. I think that kind of ties uh, everything up into a perfect little knot. Um, um, if you give me one second. Um Dang it. I lost my spot. Can you be go ahead and talk just a little bit so we don't have dead space sure. while I find <laughs> I find my spot again? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I again I cannot oh, this is what I'll talk about. This is really important. So right now, if you have decided that you want to receive the vaccine, gather together, grow together is providing free transportation uh, to both of your shots. So 
On May 1st is Saturday. The Marvin Williams Center has a huge event. Uh, they had a practice event a few weeks ago, which went off, uh, went fantastic. Uh, they'll have phlebotomists from Olympic College helping to give the injections. Uh, and so, you know, it's it's designed to, to make sure that uh, yeah, you're healthy. So, again, if you would like to get the vaccine and you need transportation, we'll come and pick you up and and take you home. What's nice, too, is if you are on public transportation, you don't have to get on a bus with a whole bunch of people or get in a van with a whole bunch of people. It's just you and the driver or your pod, your family and the driver, you know, picking you up, getting you to your, your vaccine and getting you home. And that it does extend to, you know, uh, Walgreens or Walmart. I was in Walmart yesterday and they were announcing, we have the vaccine if you want it. So, you know, wherever it is that you want to get that vaccine, we will get you there for both shots. Uh, if you're taking either of those. The other thing is, is there is a uh, rental uh, assistance program that is here again. Please give us a call. If you are falling behind on your rent, if you think you're going to fall behind on your rent, give us a call. We will help you to fill out your application to get rental assistance. They can even help with utilities now. So if you need help with water, garbage, um, gas, electricity, uh, even there's some funds for internet. Not as much, but there are some funds. Give us a call. We'll help you navigate it. Also be clear, many of us in our community, uh, we've got someone who's living in our home that is paying rent to us. They're living on the couch or in the spare bedroom or you converted the dining room uh, to make space for them uh, for whatever the reason may be. We can do that. You would serve as their landlord your actual landlord does not need to, to get involved in, in that. You know, the point is not to make you put you at risk of being evicted, but we know we got to do what we got to do. And we help out our family and our friends in times of need. And this pandemic has shown there's so much need and support that we need. So if you need help, there is, they gave out $3.1 million in this County uh, toward the end of last year and the beginning part of, of 2021. The money is here. It's not going to last forever. The moratorium on evictions ends on June 30. So mm -hmm. that means, again, landlords are going to be able to evict you if there's a, I'm, a, I'm putting quotes up, reasonable reason to evict you. And so if your relationship with your landlord is very fractured, you know, that may be a time that they may say, hey, you know what? We're not going to renew the lease. You've been month to month. I can now ask you to leave. I'm going to get you out of here and try to get a tenant in here that I believe that can pay. Right. And I'm, I'm looking for a new place myself and I've seen uh, just the requirements. There's not a lot of housing uh, that's here. None of it's affordable. Uh, and you're filling out these rental applications for every place that you go to and everyone, every adult that's going to stay in the house has to do that. You apply to 10 places. That's $400. That was part of your first in deposit. Right. Um, and now if you don't have a great job history because of the pandemic, right? If you have bad credit history, cause you weren't able to pay your, your bills on time because of the pandemic, that's a problem, right? If you have a bad rental history because you weren't able to pay your rent because of the pandemic, all of those things are going to make it tremendously difficult for you to get into that next place. And the competition is going to be fierce. So if you can repair that relationship, uh, with your landlord, 
do that so that you can continue to pay and have a place to stay after that eviction moratorium wears off. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so um, that's good information. Um, guys, if you uh, didn't catch it all, please rewind it. Write, write that information down. It's um, crucial. Uh, Brother Moan, I really want to thank you for agreeing to do uh, this particular episode. I know you're very humble and <laughs> don't like to toot your own horn, but I believe that you uh, have done uh, the community a great service uh, by doing this particular episode. I believe that you uh, do the community uh, a great service um, with uh, the G2 organization every day. So I uh, really do pray that uh, people um, get a lot out of uh, everything that you said. You're a very thoughtful person, very kind hearted. And um, I, I just genuinely, I appreciate uh, who you are and the things that you, you're uh, doing and the things that you endeavor to do. And um, as uh, I tell you, you know, whatever way I could be of assistance, as long as it doesn't involve uh, cooking or driving. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a holler. <laughs> well, you know, and, and I appreciate the kind words, you know, and I will I will uh, kind of divert those kind words to the board and all of the folks that have helped to make G2 what it is. Uh, it really is about them. Uh, there are times now that, I, you know, they tell me, don't come into the building. You, know, you need to do executive director stuff, so you don't need to be here. And so that's kind of a running joke. But... G2 is existing when I'm spending time with Layla or I'm sleep uh, or I'm, you know, in a Zoom meeting or doing something else. And it, it is the people that give and sacrifice of themselves to help someone else. Uh, and that's what I mean. You know, G2 is in the building. It's kind of a way of life. It's a philosophy. Uh, and, and as such, if you see that in me and you're able to say that about me, that I'm going to pass that praise to them because they're the ones that make G2 what it is and, and keep, keep it operating. Amen. Amen. No man is uh, an island unto himself. Um, all right. So I'm going to just read a little bit of scripture here. There's several that I have uh, noted, but I'm trying not to read them all. <laughs> um, Matthew 20, 25, uh, Starting at verse 25, it says, Jesus called them together and said, you know that the rulers of this world lord it over their people and officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. And whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave and we're not talking uh whips and chains people so don't misunderstand that part uh for and it goes on to say for even the son of man came not to be served but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many that was matthew 20 25 through 28 the son of man is jesus the christ he did not come to be served even though he is the king and uh well worthy and all deserving of being served he came to serve others 
And that goes to speak to the uh, mindset that Jesus uh, wanted us to carry on is to think of others first, to have that mindset of, you know, um, of giving back and helping others. If you notice again, he said, you know, the way that people, you know, think in the world is, you know, hey, I'm the leader, you know, do what I say, da, 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 da. Jesus teaches us that, you know, if you're going to be a leader, then you're actually a servant. And so a great way to uh, test out, <laughs> I'm not even going to say that, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. But guess what? Bro, you know me, I'm a man of my own. You want to test out and see, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> hey, listen, next, uh, next, next uh, time you go to service, uh, ask your pastor, you know, go grab you a cold water. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Go say, pastor, man, look, can you go grab me a cold water? You know, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, my feet hurting, whatever, you know, <laughs> see what happens. <laughs> wow. <laughs> hey, like I said, I'm gonna get in trouble, but it's all right. I'm, I'm my own man. Yeah, bro, you know, I don't really care. None. <laughs> uh, Mark 9 35 says he sat down, called the 12 disciples over to him and said, whoever wants to be first must take last place and be the servant of everyone else. First Corinthians 10 24 says, don't be concerned for your own good, but for the good of others. Romans 15 and two, we should help others do what is right and build them up in the Lord. And finishing off my um, list of quotes here, Galatians 6 and 10. Therefore, whenever we have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. You guys don't uh, take for granted the opportunities that you have to give back. Don't take for granted the opportunities you have to serve someone else, you know, um, one of the, uh, you know, famous quotes you'll probably hear a lot is, you know, um, those, those, those things that you do to unto the least of them, you know, you do them unto me, you know, so take the opportunity to, um, you know, volunteer, you know, an hour, you know, 30 minutes, say, hey, you know, I ain't got a lot of time. I'm coming in to help and, you know, just do what you can, you know, uh, with the time that you have. You know, one one of the great things about uh, what G2 is offering in that transportation uh, uh, component of G2 is that, you know, it's creating a little bit of extra time and say, hey, you know what? I'm going to take some of that extra time and 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 give a half hour, give an hour, you know two, three, four, five, six, whatever, you know, but give back, you know, give back um, because I guarantee you, you're not where you are, no matter where you are, because of yourself, somebody somewhere uh, gave unselfishly to help you uh, get to where you are. And you may not think you got the best and the greatest and the most of everything, but you got something, you know? And so uh, yeah, just take the opportunity to give back a little bit. That's my rant. That's my rave. No, I did not behave, but I'm <laughs> my own man. <laughs> Thank you for joining me on this episode of Salvage Souls brought to you by Resurrected Worshippers Disciple Making Media. 
Be sure to visit our website to get into it.org. Link is in the description. Support this and other content from resurrected worshipers for as little as 99 cents a month. This has been my rant, my rave. I never come to behave.